0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Exit Podcast, joined here by Max Powers. Max is a bit of a jack of all trades. He spent some time in the corporate world. He's dabbled in entrepreneurship. He does some crypto mining. He owns a little rental property. But... The main thing I want to talk about tonight is his experiences hiding his power level among our decadent globalist aristocracy. Welcome to the show, Max Powers.
1: Oh man, great to be here. What, a, what an intro. You know, I just hope that I can I can live up to that hype.
0: <laughs> so uh, Max uh, did some time in the Ivies and um, had a pretty interesting experience there. But for starters, I want to talk about your Dream your vision of the future, where you want to uh, be. Um, because you, you have a dream that's pretty interesting. Tell us a little bit about where you'd like to end up and why you think that's necessary.
1: Well, really, really good question. So, um, you know, it, before, before I even found or before I even found the exit group or anything, uh, I through some friends had kind of just you know, I'll say started to realize where things were going, but started to realize the opportunities uh, because of where things were going. And I basically had a dream to either be able to live there know, exclusively, part time, full time, whatever I want to do. To be honest with you, uh, kind of in I guess one of the one of the Balkan countries. I have a like heritage claim, which will give me kind of like full citizenship. So that's pretty cool. And obviously, uh, you know, as a U- U.S. citizen already, you can you can have whatever dual citizenship you want, which doesn't matter. But uh, just to be able to kind of come and go, and also the country is obviously a little more, I'll say based, I guess it's to, to use a way super simple term than, uh, than kind of we're dealing with now. so just to have the option to go to a place that's not going to like, I don't say kick me out of a job, but yeah, kick me out of a job or force a shot in my arm or try to make my kids cut off their genitals or things like that. <laughs> all, all those types of things. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that really excites me. So to be able to have a, a place in the mountains kind of over there, uh, just, I mean, who knows, maybe a place in the city too. I don't know. That'd be awesome. But to just have options to be able to, to move myself and, uh, you know, any family that I have, especially a family that I'm starting to be able to do that and to kind of move freely. That's definitely the dream. Part of that is because, uh, you know, I see where things are going and I certainly don't think things are getting better in the U.S. I think, oh man, I mean, oh, dude, we get, this could be an entire podcast about how things are getting worse, but pick an aspect. You can pick any single aspect you want and things aren't getting better. And so that's, that's kind of my dream for that. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's definitely true that as I think other societies are, are slowly opening up. You can definitely say things, for example, in China that you couldn't 20 years ago, and here you can say less and less, and we're sort of meeting in the middle. Um, we, we have exit members that are in China. Oh, really? Because of the things that they want to say, those things are safer to say in China versus here. Interesting. Um, because as long as you're not, you know, criticizing the party over there, like they don't really care what your opinions are on most things.
1: I want to no. say even when, when I was studying in school, too, that I had a class on, on government. I think they touched on uh, like the Chinese government. And I think it was a, it was a study a Twitter, whatever it was. It was something about to where they even went so far as that you were more at risk of not even if you criticize the regime that was allowed to a certain level. It was that if you did it in a capacity that also then suggested are called for like collective action. Basically like yeah. if you were just an atomized voice that screaming in the void, they didn't really care because they understand that the poses no threat. But the moment you want to try to collectivize or do something bigger, that's when they shut it down. And like, that's, it's always kind of stuck with me to be honest with you. And again, in some academic studies, how, you know, I don't know how valid it is, but uh, at the same yeah. time, like it, it it's, it's passing the smell test initially. And then also seems like it's true, you know, like it makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a billion of them. It's, it's hard for them to police uh, all kinds of wrong thing, you know, except when they were in the throes of like violent sort of mob action to repress those things. But on like a, on like an ongoing, like a bureaucracy to maintain ideological control, they really can't afford, um, to be that picky. Um, so speaking of, ideological and institutional control um we just saw that jack dorsey stepped down in favor of Parad agrawal who says his role is not to be bound by
1: the first amendment yeah i saw so, that he's like, he's joining the the indian tech ceo like mafia now yeah and all, the, all the all the other ones they're just ganging up together
0: yeah uh so suffice to say he's a uh, he's a stanford guy uh, so to speak, and you and I have talked about how elite education drives cultural change. Oh, so, can you tell me a bit about the things that you <laughs> saw among <laughs> your graduating class and where they landed, and, and the, the impact that that made?
1: Well, the way the way that I always think about it, and I guess the the, the way that's best for me to tell the story is that
0: it wasn't really till I
1: went through school, got out of school, and because while well, you're there, I mean, you're you're up and elbows with some of the high, like you know. You know it was yeah uh, very very famous people uh sons of senators and like, like literally one's like a son of like a senator and this grandpa's like the gov- like, governor of a state it was just like it was it's was pretty crazy i saw him writing his name on uh you know, like on the attendance sheet and literally in a class earlier that day we had learned about something like his grandpa as a senator passed and then i was like wait is that your dad and he's like no that's my grandpa my dad's the governor i was like oh sick cool <laughs> but <laughs> So like you got some, you got some interesting people, but uh, so like you kind of knew while you're there and you just get the air of like who you're around and it's, uh, you know, a lot of people get high and it makes you feel pretty cool. You're like, oh, you have to, you know, being around those people, you feel, you feel special and you get out and you realize you're not really special. And, uh, but I mean, some of those people stay special though, cause they do that. But the thing that struck me the most was that as, oh man, as I got further on and I got further like from being in school, kind of further removed, I started to see two things both initially where these people filtered out from and even, and obviously, I just, I just went to undergrad. So like I just saw from the undergrad level, and the real the real power centers come from like the, the graduate level. But to be honest with you, at least half, if not three quarters, those people go to some sort of either Ivy or like very high tier kind of graduate school. And so I saw initially where they filtered out to and where they're continuing to filter out to. And it kind of blows my mind because people don't understand nor do they and it's not like it's like a, how do I put this without sounding like arrogant? It's not like in a way of like, oh, we're so cool. We control everything. But like people don't understand nor appreciate how much these people filter out into the highest echelons. Almost immediately in the highest echelons of every single area like of our society. It's legal. It's legislative. It's executive. It's uh, entertainment. It's banking. It's obviously banking. It's banking. It's, uh, it's everything you can possibly. Th- it's even startups. Like even startups that are, it's. Man, I it still blows my mind the like varied nature where you got some people. I remember just, like looking at people that are in, like I said, Mitch McConnell's office, or they're in, um, you know, they're clerking for the Supreme Court, or they're just you do that over and over. Or it's like late, uh, late night, late night TV show talk hosts. You just go over and over. I could, I could go on like this forever, but uh, you get the point as far as that goes. But anyways, how that ties into what we're talking about is that. At least 25% of these people are like really like true believers. And those are the people that usually filter into like the NGOs or like the legislative or kind of like the, the legal system, the parts where you can really pull those like ideological levers of power. Um, I would say there's probably another 25 that they go along with it, but like it's I've dug into this a lot, and it's only partly because for the if these people are ready to wake up, they would have to like reinvent their entire life. And like they're they're not <laughs> They're ve- these people are what are heads they, put? It. They're they're like racehorses. They're very good at the purpose that they do, and they're very intellectually gifted. But like you don't ever feel like there's a lot of like authenticity. And so these people, those are the those that's a huge chunk of them. So those people go on to get along. But anyways, these people filter out into all of these things, and they set the policy. I know like a lot of people like think it's America, it's by bottom up. Like it's not though. It's not. I promise. Like it's not. It's not that way. And these people set it from the top down, whether it's like we said, the entertainment or the legislative or the especially financially. You know, I think talk about debanking people. You know, I know people at like BlackRock and Blackstone, and like all the, all JP Morgan, uh, Goldman Sachs. Like you just go on and on down the line, and it's um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Well, especially the big ones are when they get into like the Harvard Law. Those are all the people that become the governors or the senators, and like they start smaller. So I don't, there's not too many there there yet. But man, you give it like. 10 years have you see how many of them there. And so it's, right. it's pretty and
0: crazy. They're, so they're, they're clerking for the judges and essentially feeding them their rulings. They are, yeah. they are working for the lobbying firms that write the laws that are then fed to the legislators. Uh, you know, if, if they're involved in entertainment, they're making decisions about sort of what ideas are disseminated. Uh, there there's, there's almost no dimension of sort of mass media or, or, or institutional control that's not touched by these people. No. Uh, and that's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm, I'm interested in like what these people are like and who they really are. Because, you know, on Twitter, we have our view of, of what's like going on behind the scenes. And uh-huh. it's, you know, partly that's partly that's entertainment. We're, we're just sort of schizo posting to, to pass the time and to, to make each other laugh. Um, and partly it's sort of, we are expressing what we really believe to be true, but we're expressing it in a, a way that's sort of daring people to take us seriously so we can call <laughs> them a fag and tell them to the <laughs> And um And th- there's definitely a cloak of irony on all this. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: but I, I got to imagine that being so embedded in that culture and surrounded by those people you had to have moments where you were like surely they know surely they can sense that i'm not one of them and like so,
1: oh man well so yes and no so when i got in there i was still like i don't know i've always been like kind of like more right-wing on some things like always growing up i like i don't know i don't say like it's not big brain centrist but like growing up i've, I've never in my entire life conceded on like like guns i've always been comfortable with guns by like it was never an issue. So I've never, that was always kind of like a conservative foothold in my mind, but like, I, I, I grew up kind of liberal and like, so it wasn't until probably whenever the, the Republican primary was, I was um, and not to, to put too much of a time on it here, but I was in school and this was when uh, Donald Trump was, was going there. And I, I think it was down to like him and Ted Cruz And I was sitting there and like, I didn't really know which way I was going to go. Cause like I said, I was still kind of liberal, but I was like, kind of like waking, in the process of waking up, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I'm sure shit not going to vote for like Hillary Clinton. And uh, so like, I had been wearing a, uh, like a tank top that said like Donald pump, right. It was all those like stupid ones around campus. And I was getting these, like these like stairs, dude, like death stairs, just stairs and cheers. And like, like, (laughs) so I'm sitting there and like, I've always been a little bit of a troll at heart. And so like, dude, if I can get this from like a shirt. I wonder what would happen if I get like an actual like mega hat. So of course I got a mega hat, and um, <laughs> so I go. Long story short, um, couple couple things. I was in this one like one of those like it's kind of like a pretty close uh, at uh, at school there, and um, I was talking to a girl, and I had the hat on, and I think she's in, like Columbia or something like that, and we, we got to talk, and they were talking about the hat. This poor thing got like a little too contentious and at one point i just stopped and i was like this I get this one I was a little more like sittin' natty and i was like i was like okay if you're here do you consider yourself like an american she was like no i consider myself a colombian and like like i did, i didn't mean this to come off like a dick i was literally just like well then why don't you go back to colombia <laughs> like that was
0: like they didn't
1: I didn't like that very much. But it's an honest question. It's like, you don't want to be here. Like, why why are you here? Get out of here. But uh so that was one. And right. then there was another one where uh I literally I didn't even say anything. I literally just made a girl cry by wearing that hat. Like I it was just, yeah, like just wow. literally I I mean this is a bit more of a story too, but I don't wanna get too too, you know, doxy there. But uh yeah, I made a girl cry just didn't even say anything, no words, just like wore the hat, looked away, all of a sudden she's crying, and someone told me that's why she was crying. And I was like, that's uh yeah, so I mean,
0: I got to think that I got to think that in 2019 or 2020, you probably would have made the news. <laughs> like just just walking around Harvard with a Donald pump and a MAGA hat <laughs> on. Like that um that, that just speaks to how 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 radically things have changed yeah. even over there. Um so so I mean, suffice to say then, I mean, this was 2016 was a different time, but suffice to say like you Very weren't so. you weren't really hiding your power level over there. You were just sort
1: of, you know, I mean, I was more like a, I was like a Steven Crowder, like kind of like that, that no, seriously, I was, <laughs> I was on my way, but I like, I wasn't there yet. And I was like, ah, uh, like, okay. And I'll tell you what really did it for me, man. was like, uh, there was, it was, it was honestly a lot of like the, the fake nature of the the sexual assault stuff that they do. And that like when they talk about how it's like one in five or one in four, or one in five girls, I always thought that weird because I'm sitting there and like, hey, when I found out that it was like, wait, the real rape rate of like when you have actual rapes of the countries in like the Congo, that it, it's the equivalent of like the war torn Congo, and I'm like, something doesn't seem right here. Like, there's no way this college campus girls are getting raped yeah. at the same rate as like a civil war torn country. Like, it doesn't, it just didn't make sense. So that was kind of the first string that unraveled literally everything. That is the the pinpoint starting point. And um, I mean, there's obviously some stories behind that too, but just like that was definitely the starting point. Where I was like, oh okay, like if this is fake, what else is fake?
0: Yeah. I I spoke to a guy, and this this speaks to kind of what you were addressing um, earlier. I talked to a guy recently who's pretty well connected in the Bay Area, and he told me this story about how someone he knew who was in a management position had a lesbian employee that they needed to fire for performance reasons. And so they decided to like buy a booth at some LGBT women in tech conference, um and like make this big donation and this big show of support for lgbt issues explicitly so that they would have the top cover to fire this lady when it was time to make their move did so so when you say the people you know it seemed like they were true believers or just paying their dues um was that like Do you think that they, that they are still in that mode in the, in the, the world of work or 100%, 100%.
1: Um, So there is one of the biggest things that struck me towards the end was that the amount of, and this is something that doesn't get talked about that much is that like, because it's not, I would say like officially like sanctioned or mandated is that the amount of like opportunities for kids that are like mediocre, but uh, you got a lot of kids that they feel entitled because, like they're gay, they're gay and whatever, and they, they just get positions at like McKinsey and Company or Bain or like all the top the top firms that's just like reserved for like gay kids. So um are they true believers? So let me let me tell you a quick story that's that's very good. As I sat sat down one time and I was talking to this girl about she was involved with whatever, like there was like four like anti what we'll call them like anti-rape things, right? And like I not to focus on this, but this is just one thing that like this is again. This is where the whole thing started. So I was like, "Oh, cool." Well, I mean, uh, just like,
0: to, just real quick. I mean, that's another sense in which the in, in which uh, 2016, 2017 was kind of a foreign country because now it's 100% race. Like Me Too, yeah, yeah, Me yeah, Too yeah, is yeah. just totally off the radar uh-huh. now. And back then, that was the big thing. It was all about gender, gender relations.
1: Yep, yep, yep,
0: so yep. Continue. Yep.
1: Yeah, so we were. <laughs> there was like, there was like. Four of these organizations, they all have, like, different stupid little names and, uh, like, all acronym, whatever, you know, the, the bullshit. And, uh, anyway, so I, I sit down to the one girl that was involved, either, like, directly or just, like, tangentially involved with them. And I remember asking her, because, like, at some point I was like, this is weird. I asked her, I was just like, is there any evidence to, to like, to support that any of these groups have, like, curved any of, like, the, the, the sexual assault on campus? And then she like, and then the girl, and this is where you talk about the true believers that I, like, I came at her from every which way and just like, just went through it. of like, well, if one worked, do we need more? And if more aren't working, what are they doing wrong? Is more going to like, just, you know, like, just pretty simple stuff. They'd be like, all right, this should, this should, and she basically just short circuited and it goes into NPC mode where it's just like, well, I'd be happy to like, b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-. like, just go in it, whatever. And it's like, okay. Like you're obviously not being honest about any of this. And so, uh,
0: <laughs> well, it's an industry. I mean no exactly exactly it's an and 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 these these activist orgs when they when they accomplish some objective um like like you know there there were there were probably thousands of Ivy League types lawyers and activists and academics whose full-time job was gay marriage for like 10 years maybe longer and when that when Obergefell happened and 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 gay marriage was legalized across the country, those people aren't going to go learn to code. Like, they're going to just find the next thing, and and so yeah. like there, there's a there's a momentum to this that is self sustaining. It's not going to go away. Like, I mean, honestly, it
1: reminds me a lot of like the. Uh... What's happening with like the, I hate to use this term, but like the deep state as far as like what was like the global war on terror is now just getting the, the internal war on fake terror. Oh, sure. sure those uh, guys have budgets to spend. What are they going to do? Well it's, it's, well, it's the same thing. Like they, like they, I mean, I would, I, you know, I would say they're more honorable in some ways, but like at least they had like, I would say real skills rather than just making noise to, be, like, to make stuff that happened. But <laughs> right. Like what they yeah. do actually like as like could, could have a useful purpose Rather than just, like, pounding the table until you get what you want. Right. But, uh, so anyways, there's, and again, it it's hard to quantify, but I would say probably at least 10 are, like, true diehard just NPC. And to be honest, you know, now that I think back of it, I think there's definitely, like, a huge correlation between the people that are the smartest and the most successful and the people that supported this type of stuff. And that it wasn't, it wasn't a positive correlation, I promise. Yeah. Uh, like it was, it was usually the people that were in there on diversity quotas of some sort, whether it was like gay, lesbian, trans, whatever. Um, those are usually people. And this is, I can't remember who, who I remember reading about this, but They said basically this would happen. that If you let people in like that, they're gonna notice they're not doing as good as the other people and they're gonna question why. And when they don't wanna acknowledge that it's just because they're not as smart or not as good, they're going to say, oh, it's racist, it's sexist, it's, uh, I, I don't know, homophobic, what, what insert X, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of it. Right. So you got probably 25 that's that, 25 that's like on their side, but like they're not, they're not driving it, right? They're along for the ride, but they're not driving, they're not driving. And then you have, I don't know if it's 25, because I honestly, to be straight with you, I don't, I don't think it was that big, but maybe like another, let's say 10 to 20% is like, just doesn't care. They don't give a shit. Like they don't, they don't care what they just want to fucking snort Coke and make drink money and, and, and do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which like nothing wrong with that, man. Go do you. But like they're, they're, you know, they're, they're just in that spot. And then, then there's probably another 20 to 25. I don't know if it's 25. I would say at max, probably 20. That's either like leaning towards our side on our side or just at least like friendly to our oh, side. Oh, that's surprising. And that's like, it's, it's bigger than you think because like I, I had a moment where I was at school and like, I felt very like, alone, basically. Right. And, um, I try to figure out why, and I was trying to think back to like my friends and like why I like my friends. And I realized it was cause like, I liked them because they said thing, they said what they thought and it was real and authentic and genuine. One of the things that, that bothered me and felt empty was that every conversation felt like this, just like bland, not like repeat. Cause they were all different. They're all smart conversations, but there just didn't, there didn't feel like there was anything else to it is, is the best way I can put it. It was just like these hollow conversations And so I started kind of like speaking out, not like, I don't know, how do I put this, not like directly, but I know the one that I I was fighting back at the time that I would just like unironically just be like, okay, was when they started bringing up the trans thing, and I was just like, no, they're (laughs) mentally ill people. I will not, I will not budge on this. And I was at the time I had taken some some psych classes, and this is, um, I remember looking into the definition of like what they whatever they read configure the definition of like uh what's the what's the official word now for when you're like oh gender dysphoria or whatever. When they reconfigure the definition to like not be as as bad as it was, it still is a mental illness. You by definition cannot be trans without being mentally ill. And like if you just drive home that point, they were at least honest enough where they wouldn't like it and they still wouldn't like you, but they would still just be like, well yeah like insert everything that would follow. But they still couldn't run away from that point, point. and at that point, people just kind of stopped talking to you. So it was just like whatever. But uh, you know, you put your MAGA hat on or your down pump thing and just walk away. Right. But uh, like,
0: yeah, I mean, so i I went to a I went to a, a relatively woke uh, master's degree program, and I never I never felt any inclination to like pick fights. Um, you know, when people would say things, I just I didn't feel like engaging and I, I, I sort of I, I was already getting enough of that on Twitter that I you know was like, I'm good, ah. I'm topped off. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that I would do is is some of my classmates who were female um, who would express, if they expressed any any like dissatisfaction with the the career trajectory that they were on or like aimlessness, which a ton of them had, they were like, you know, this is just sort of the next thing to do. And I, you know, I'm not sure yeah. like, yeah. you know, what really the point of all this is. I I would be pretty direct with them. Like, I, I don't think that you should, like, I, I think that you should have a family. I think that would be more meaningful to you. I think that would be better for you and better for the world. Oh,
1: bro, you are a, you are a misogynistic gig, bro. <laughs>
0: what are you doing? And now, <laughs> now here's like... why I did it. Here's why I did it. Cause like, if you're talking about, if you're talking about, gender orientation or, or race or, or sex or whatever it is. Um, the odds that that conversation is going to make anybody's life better is like zero. There's no,
1: there's no, there's no version of the yeah, world. It's, ne- it's honestly, man, it's, it's negative because most of the time people hate you more than they would have hated you before. And like, I would argue you're, you're worse off than they're worse off for that. Yeah. Cause it's not, not right. one of those people like, Oh, hate hurts you. But just like, everyone is more agitated after that no yeah. one no one feels better
0: like in the big yeah. picture those conversations need to happen and, and that's why I do it on Twitter um but like interpersonally my personal relationships the gain from having that conversation versus the the, the chaos that it unleashes doesn't make any sense but on this one issue it's like there's there's a non-zero chance that somebody remembers that conversation, they make a different decision and it makes their life way better. And like, I, you know, these are, these are my friends. These are people that, and they're smart women and capable and they could totally do the job. It's just spreadsheets. I mean, these are like, you know, even these like quote unquote elite, you know, MBA jobs that they're supposed to be having are mostly a joke. Oh, dude. And, and, (laughs) and, you know, so it's not like, uh, you know, you're not good enough. You can't do it. It's like, my attitude is always like, I, I need to do this for the family. Like yeah. that's my only goal here. And like, if your goal is like, I want to be able to vacation in the South of France and I want to live, laugh, lo- live, laugh, love, and, and do that. No, thing. See,
1: this is, this is what I was talking about, dude, is that when people for them to break out of this, they have to reimagine their entire lives. And none of them are comfortable doing that because the moment they've been brought up, their parents and their parents' parents, and I mean, obviously it was different how many generations ago, but the milieu that they're in with their parents, their family, they all go to the same vacation spots, The expectations, similar spots. yeah. yeah. You know, it's the expectations and everything that goes along with it. These people would have to get new friends, probably new family to be honest with you. Like every every, they would have to entirely destroy their life to build it back up again. Yeah. And none of them want to do that because it's something I've always... Something I have always maintained is that the kids, it's always the kids that are like smart that come from like middle to like maybe upper middle class. So sometimes even like the lower of the upper class, like they're wealthy, but they're not like, they're not, you know, private jet wealthy. They're like drive a, you know, drive a Mercedes, maybe wealthy, right? Something like that. Or even less than that. Maybe just drive a, like a, you know, a nice suburban, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I've always maintained that what I saw was the kids that came from those types of backgrounds, sometimes even the lower two, but there just wasn't enough of them that it mattered. Um, like they were the they were the best off because they knew how to deal with like, oh, dang, it sounds so gay, but like adversity and the, like that all that bullshit. But seriously, no, the be Mercedes kids. Yeah, no, no, not not <laughs> quite like that. But you know, <laughs> it's the kids that can't just call up their parents that can call up the. Oh, dude, do you don't know. You know there's there's um there was where we were at. If you wore like a tie from a certain like organization on campus, and you got in trouble in the county. Like, the, I can't remember if he's the DA or the, the judge. Like, if you wore that, he was also a member of that. Oh, they wow. would, like, basically go lighter, easy, like, as easy as possible and get you out of pretty much anything you wanted. And not, like, full-on get you out, but everything they could do, it was known that, like, you're part of the same thing. So, like, that's what yeah. I mean. It's like, you're not going to be part of that milieu. But anyways, yeah. the kids are, like, a little scrap. Well, because, all right, you also have to keep in perspective the kids that maybe their parents drive a suburban or Mercedes are not the kids that their parents are literal billionaires or hundred millionaires. Yeah. So, it's like, all relative. There's, it's there's, all a matter. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I mean. Anyway. So the kids that come from that, they've at least dealt with a thing or two, not going right. They haven't got what they want job wise, et cetera, et cetera. They seem to deal the best. And I would, they don't always go the highest because they're the connections, but those are the ones that I enjoyed the most because they crossed like the, the skills with the, the ability to overcome. And they were, they were mostly the genuine people because I don't know why, to be honest with you, but those were the those were the awesome ones. Then you see some of the other ones, though. That, oh man, kid was like, let me say this. I saw one that was a like a, a ninth generation Ivy League kid to like the same school, and yeah, nine generations. I don't I don't even know how many families are like that, but anyways, uh, he like a lot of them will struggle because they never really had much real adversity. Like they struggle because there's nothing how do you go higher than where they're at? Like their parents are worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, whatever it is, like what, where is there to go? What do you do? So
0: yeah. Um, Professionally yeah. anyway. Yeah. Like if they had some, they had some imagination, they could probably go to a whole different, climb a different ladder, but that's not really on the radar. Um, so a lot of people, and this, this, this feeds the next one. A lot of people have been prophesying the death of the universities as an elite filter um oh, and I mean never, well not, right like I, I I agree with you that that's that that's not going anywhere um but did you get the sense that most of the people there were legitimately smart enough and competent enough to do the work that they were going to end up doing or are they going to make a hash of these institutions
1: Good good question Okay I can give you I've not been out enough that I the only way I can answer that confidently, I feel like, is if I were to fast forward 30 years of my life and see what has happened to the people who have gone. These like the what has happened to the institutions they filtered into, right? But as a proxy, let me say this. I knew of a girl who was trying to apply to, I say, Harvard Law, and she had like a like a 3-9 GPA or something, and like she had like like a 168 or 69 on like the LSAT. So like real like top tier shit. Right. And, but she was a white girl and uh, she like, as my understanding, either got like waitlisted or she like, Oh, she like, I think she got like waitlisted, but then she got accepted to some special program. And then she like got into Harvard law. And so like, it wasn't even like an immediate thing. Like we're talking like this top, just top, top, top tier. And like still could barely get in now contrast this when before I say this and not to be all not to cuck on it, but like the, the next guy I'm going to talk about really nice guy. I really like him. He's like from, uh, from Africa, African. And uh he like with now that he's like graduated, he's gone back and like, he's doing really cool stuff. Great stuff over there. Like, I, I love that. He's going back, trying to help Africa. Fantastic. And not even like in a crappy gay NGO way, like in the literal, like he's doing real stuff to help them. Cool. Um. Anyways. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. But anyways, this guy had like a three, six GPA and like just, Mediocre like LSAT scores redacted did a dual degree like at the at the same time. And so it's just like they're smart, yeah. But like this is the way I've had this theory for a long time is that what you're gonna see is that like as more and more of these upper institutions, whether it's the graduate schools or Goldman Sachs or whatever, take take any institution, as they chop the talent down, because it's not what's the best way to put this, it's not like they're trading A plus for like an F. It's not that dramatic. They're trading a plus for like right. a B or a B plus, or even or even just a B minus sometimes, and that's not the worst. But as that goes on, you're going to get the whole institute because right now it's just spattered with it, so it doesn't really bring down the whole like the uh, let me say the whole quality of it. But as it goes on, yeah, you're going to bring down the whole quality of it. And so I would say that I think eventually, yeah, the, the bell will toll but I don't think we're there yet. But on that same thing, what I was saying is that I think this is the reason, and it kind of goes with like the whole milieu of how things are going with everything going, moving towards decentralization is that as the top talent gets kicked out or kicked down from these things, you're basically taking a certain amount of talent that always used to go towards the top and it's going towards more, startup isn't the right word, but like upstart institutions, whether it's like an investment bank or it's uh, like a, I don't know, a music company or it's engineering or, and you're seeing a lot of this. And I, I don't think this is entirely invalid in so many things and that because they're not going there, they don't get that opportunity. They go elsewhere and they kind of find more unorthodox ways to do this. So I think it's kind of shaking things up because you're getting ways, or, oh, this was like another one, man. It was like a girl that I knew that was like, she was, like, Hispanic, but she was white-passing Hispanic, so it's just like, that's... By the way, I know it's not, like, an like a really a closed secret, but most of the people that benefit from those diversity, like, one girl I knew was, like, you could throw her in any Midwest, any, like, any red state in, like, the whitest area, no one bad bat No one be like, oh, this right. is a person of color or whatever, and, but because she, like, you know, her grandma is, like, Iranian, which is, you know, also, depending on what part <laughs> I would say is white, uh, like... Depends, she, because of that, she gets to claim like Middle Eastern and her parents are worth like a right. hundred million dollars. She's and so, struggling. Like, so, she's she's like, underprivileged. Oh, dude. Yes, yeah, yeah, seriously. And so, or there was another one where like, again, a white looking dude, got into school, uh, middle, like super Middle Eastern. You see him, you're like, this is this guy. And um, and now he's Muslim. They're just regular white. Like I'm a Christian dude. And, like, yeah. So those are the kids sure. that benefit from that. But uh, no, so I think long, short, like eventually you're going to get there. But also, like I said, that's creating other dynamics that yeah, are it's up-starting. the edge
0: cases. It's the ones that it's the ones that tick the boxes on a technicality that are that are reaping the most of those benefits. So, is is the mood over there from what you saw? And maybe this has changed since then. But like, is it more like I'm with her neoliberal, like corporate diversity training type ideology, or is it like actual like pink hair commies?
1: So I think we touched on this a little before, and then like yeah. depends what you talk about or who you're talking to. Um, I would say the broad majority of like the true believers that are like real hard left, mostly diversity. Like it's mostly and insert diversity in how you want, but like whether it's people of color, whatever. I, like, yeah, I hate right. that term, but just like the Hispanics, blacks, whatever it is. Like those are the ones that go the hardest on it for. I, like most of these people are just self interested, sure. and it just so happens that a lot of these things just help their self interest. And I mean, there is the, the the true believers, but I don't think maybe like 1% of all the people were people that like, like I remember one straight white dude that was like super into the hard left stuff. But like, other than that, that was it. He's kind of a little bit of white knight type stuff. But like, other than that, man, it's like the more people that are, if they're kind of like semi incompetent or middle of the road or lower middle of the road, they're going to be like true believers, hard, whatever. And then if they're like, if they're kind of that, but they get the opportunities, they're going to be more neoliberal. But then if you get the competent ones that are also white, those are mostly going to be neoliberal. So I would say broad swath is like, I'm with her neoliberal. And then the rest of it, like the small, small cutout of that is like the real shrew. I don't
0: know if you've heard of the term bio-Leninism, but there's a, there's a theory basically that, that if you are a mediocrity one of the ways that you can distinguish yourself to the system is through loyalty and obedience and ru- and, and ruthlessness. Like I'll do whatever the system demands. Um, like you want me to kick a baby? I'll kick a baby. I don't care. And, and I think that you definitely see that at the upper echelons. And I, I, I want to talk about this too, because like, these are people who, you know, barring, barring some like real sort of effortless genius that you do find occasionally a lot of these people have sort of been groomed for this from very early on. They had their extracurriculars dialed oh, in, yeah. you know, they were doing all the right things. Oh, see,
1: it's, it's, it goes, dude, it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that. They go, they go to, I should you not, they have like feeder middle schools and <laughs> elementary schools that then feed into, no, I'm not even joking. They which, means that they, which means then, that they've like, only the prestigious... ever been
0: around, that type of kid too like it's
1: not just that they're weird it's and this is what i'm talking about is that they, they can't change they can't change their thoughts because they'd have to change their yeah. entire life like this is what i mean is that like it's it's so i guess it's a white pill and a black pill that there are yeah the entire system is taken over but at the same time like if, if things were to go a different way i think a lot of people would just throw down their arms like that they wouldn't they wouldn't I don't see a huge swath of these people that would die to like defend these types of ideas. No. uh, God, no, I don't don't think they'd die to defend anything.
0: There's a a very clear opportunity for a preference cascade where everybody, and you know, honestly, I think, I think to some extent you're already seeing like cracks in the dam where people are starting to look around at each other and be like, you know, how, how hard are we willing to go on this? How, like, how far are we really willing to take this you know because th- th- there are some elements of well like like you said how it's how it's sort of they're losing a lot of really great talent because of for ideological reasons and the best writing the best thinking the the best comedy the funniest people the people who should be you know on on TV and and famous and f- you know f- f- being funny they are on twitter yeah i mean that's who's making people laugh and everybody knows it and like that system cannot expel all of its talent indefinitely or else it'll just be the mediocrities and they won't be able to keep the machines running and i I don't just mean from a from a uh like the engineers blowing up planes or anything i mean the i mean the social (laughs) machinery they won't be able to hang on to their narrative because they will be literally too stupid to defend it.
1: I mean, if you want to get a little morbid with it, I, th- I think you, one of the things I think about a lot is that, yeah, I used to be a lot more into like graphs and all the, the data, you know, in the years the past science. than I am now, but there's a lot of things that's stuck. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I am the science. Uh, like, uh, I don't know if you oh, yeah. saw that today with Fauci, like, yeah. I, I am the science or whatever. Yeah, his word is law. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, yeah, he, he's, he's, what do they call him, medical dread, dread or something <laughs> like that, but uh, back, vaccine judge dread. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I remember looking back and, like, if you look at across the political spectrum, like, it, like, rates of mental illness, I think about the, the one end, it's, like, hard left women is just, like, oh, yeah. off the fucking charts. And then you have, like, hard left men is, like, way up there. And then it kind of, as it goes, it gets lower and lower. And so like, if, if you want to be a little morbid, I think at some level, whether it's suicide or drug abuse or whatever, they're weeding themselves out. I mean, that's always been happening, but I think there is a certain, and some people go so far to say demonic. And I, I don't think that's entirely like out of the question, but I don't, I don't ever like to go that Like everything is demonic. And I don't like going down that route because that just gets a little weird to me, but that's definitely there. And then I also think that you have just like, people can be bad all in their sure. own. And um, that is, yeah, that's, that's the tactic I like to take. There's like, people can be evil you know maybe with a little help but they they can do it all on their own and so you kind of get that and people and institutions they poison themselves they just poison themselves and like you said it kills the people kills the institutions kills the social circles and i they're not getting better and they're not sending the right best. right <laughs> well and it's yeah. it's
0: you know people people act as if that can continue indefinitely and it just can't and i I've, I've always been kind of an optimist about that like Like, it's good that
1: Redacted
0: is no longer the arbiter of, like, who's capable and who's elite quality. Like, it's good that a lot of those people are morons and a lot of the people outside are geniuses. Like, because that requires us to think more uh, carefully. Do
1: you know what the legacy acceptance rate for Harvard is? No, what is it? It's like 30%. Really? So if you have, if you have a parent who went there, you have a thirty percent chance of getting wow. in. Wow. Versus if you were just regular population, it's like three. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's. So that's. So I would. I would disagree a little in that. Like while they're not still the arbiter, like you and I both know that if you got Harvard, not I mean you were smart. But they're still. And uh, to her credit, the one girl I was referencing previously, even though she was the beneficiary of this, she knew that, uh, you know, this was not like you said, it's not an arbiter, but what they were was a power broker and they still are. They're yeah. not They're They're a hedge fund power broker. And they, they give you the rubber stamp of like, yes, the regime approves of you. It's like, essentially, I mean, like, it's not, not quite like that, but like more or less, it is like, okay, you are. And we talked about this a little, like when you have a background from one of those fancy schools, people automatically assume you're smart. They do like, even, even today, they're just like, Oh, this guy's smart. And then you would just have to focus on kind of impressing people. Yeah. There. Like not even impressing people and like a, that you're smart, but like making them like you, it, it takes, it's like most people are fighting with one hand tied and with this, you get, you get to use both
0: yeah. hands because that's way less, yeah, it's, it's way like lower that. escape velocity to like make something happen. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. You, you can get your foot in, in almost any door, but the, the secret that no one tells you is that that alone will not keep it there. Sure. Like you have to be competent to stay in competent places. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds self evident when I say it out loud. Well, like, I mean, it's not. It's not
0: necessarily self evident. It because it if it just depends on how much incompetence you believe these institutions will tolerate for ideological reasons. Um, yeah. Because clearly the answer is not zero. Like the, oh, there there oh, clearly yeah. is a significant amount of of incompetence and and absurdity that they will tolerate in the interest of not not looking bad or or even not seeming to sort of question the orthodoxy so you mentioned something that i think is a good is a good question we have our memes about spirit cooking and blood drinking and and interdimensional psychic pedophile vampires and you you went to school with some of these people's kids and maybe (laughs) you spent some time in their houses did you see anything that struck you as like actually dark and creepy or are they just rich Um, like goofs?
1: I I hate, I hate to like to burst the bubble on this one, but like, no, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see any, like it's not, you know, I like, so here's what I'm going to say. Is that stuff probably there? Like, yeah. But like, is it there in a capacity that even though I was like, even though I was in let me put it this way. If it's there, there is kind of a hierarchy within the school where like there's mostly like the general, I'd say the lower half, like socially. And then there's kind of like the next 25% that kind of like gets to hang out with the upper 25%. And I was at least in that, like the people get to hang out with those people. Like I wasn't one of the cool, cool kids, you know, I don't, I don't in vacation in, in the Hamptons or whatever, stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I at least got to, to hang out at their parties and do whatever. And um if it's there, it's within the, the the small rung of the upper rung, ah. and I I didn't know. So if it's there, I di- I didn't know about it. But uh, you know, I'll tell you this: these people, and they, they don't even have to be the rich ones. I think they get very callous, and like things get very I don't know if numb is the right way, but because of the the way they they've been brought up and lived their lives, like shit, man. You're kid going to an Ivy League school, and you got these crazy career prospects lined up, and you're you're kind of on top of the world. And uh, like I, there was a, a few moments of just callousness towards like people's like literally towards people's lives that like I well was, honestly I wasn't prepared for but like yeah a little bit where you're just like holy fuck man what the hell like what, what is, do you what mean is, what is this like just some some party stuff where like ah uh, uh, like a a kid I remember one time without getting too into details here let's just say people got a kid like way too drunk, like had to go to the hospital drunk. And like, after discussing it later and discussing steps to make sure that no one else would get in this way uh, again at a certain place, uh, like nobody wanted to do anything about it and not even like, Oh, they don't want to be a part of it. Literally just like, doesn't matter. Not my responsibility. Don't care. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Like you almost fucking killed a kid. And people are just like, Oh, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not, not, not cool with this. Yeah. So it was, uh, Yeah. So, I mean, there's that and it goes on a lot of the place, like a lot of those other places there too. So that's, I don't know. It's a little vague. I I can't get too into details with it, but like, let's just say it was, yeah, it was not, not the best. Yeah. And
0: I think that there is, you almost have to become acculturated to the idea that your decisions are going to impact people negatively. Like, like, so if you're, if you're planning to like be one of the Lords of the universe and, you know govern millions of people or write laws that affect millions of people. Like part of that deal is like, what are the odds that this regulation gets somebody killed? Or, you know what I mean? Like you're just thinking at this huge scale that like the human brain is not really built to function at.
1: And so, go ahead. I think it goes back to something a little simpler, to be honest with you is that like it's not it's not even anything as far as i remember so grandiose as that is that these people have because again to go back to like these people being brought up in the the feeder elementaries and then the the feeder middle schools and the, the feeder high schools like it's not even anything so complicated is like that, that it's training like that it's more so that these people have such a disconnected idea of what like middle America is like, mm. you know, that the shrinking the shrink both both literal in the socioeconomic context and literal in the in the literal context of like what's between the coastlines. Um that they, they just have no idea and they have this like crazy almost caricature of like really what it is. Yeah. And um it, I think that is what more stems from it because they think they're better than you and they think they know more than you and they're smarter than you and that like like, man to a degree, you take the average IQ of like kids at Harvard like yeah, it's gonna be two three standard deviations higher than the average of like the nation like that's that doesn't mean they're better than you. like that's that is that's just a, a fact on that. but at the same time like I well that's ultimately that is that,
0: like, that's ultimately why we can't have honest conversations about IQ. It's because the the mainstream understanding of that is that being smarter makes you better. Like because it does, it does make you better able to delay gratification, better able to control your impulses, you know. And and those things, there's no divinity to confer um, sacredness on human life per se. It's like you know the, the difference between a 140 IQ person and an 80 IQ person, and a and a chimpanzee is just a matter of degrees. It's just a spectrum. And so like, are you more important? I hey mean, you get a, you get a smart chimpanzee.
1: It might be smarter than the idiot IQ I'm not sure. <laughs> well,
0: so what I'm saying is like, there's nothing, there's no way of saying like, we all share a common dignity. And, and, and so they just, because their because their worldview has no vocabulary for that kind of conversation, they just have to run from the whole question. But but they don't in terms of their personal life, in terms of their personal life, they know that they want to be hanging around the, you know, the high elves, the 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 super smart elites who'd make all the culture and and do all the beautiful things and build all the beautiful things or at least have the capacity to. And and so, yeah, it's there's 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 a massive amount of hypocrisy around that that's that's almost you would need like kind of like you're saying you would need a different worldview to break that hypocrisy there's no resolving it internally
1: yeah what's they they just literally have no they have no concept of like any idea what it's like they, they think they still think that it's well and this is kind of where some of the narratives like clash is that a lot of them think that all of the people that aren't doing well is still because of and like here's where I'll, I'll, I'll add a little addendum to this is that like they still will say and they will confess that it's all socioeconomic faster still. And that whether this is, whether it's white or black or Asian or whatever, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They still think that's part of the thing. And so that goes to their things that they, Oh, well, if we could just give these people a life like I had, they'd be the same as me. And, like, that is kind of the other part that they haven't come to grips with, where it's like, no, they wouldn't. And that's also okay. It's like, not everyone has to be like that. Like, you need farmers, you need line workers in the factory, you need people slinging a shovel, man. I've slung a shovel before. Like, I, there's times where I, you know, I'm doing my nerd shit all day, and I, I miss doing that. I'm like, I just like to give me, like, a big pile of gravel, and I just want to move it from one and Not even gravel. Fuck that. Give me sand. It's way harder. Move one spot to the it's other. It's
0: way harder when that's all you can
1: Oh yeah, that sucks, dude. That's the worst.
0: Right. Absolutely. So like, yeah, it's it's uh, to 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 do it recreationally is very different from like this is how I have to eat. That's true. I I have to I have to shovel yep. sand or I don't eat. But uh, so so I found you know when I was in school and I was in a a world that was somewhat similar to this, it helped a lot to have like a buddy around for when they got into the woke stuff. So I could just kind of give them a look and we could suffer together a little bit. So did you have people like with you on the inside or were you basically like all by your lonesome?
1: A little towards the end. Um, a little towards the end. I had like – like I had one one girl that I knew that was kind of like a normie – also a fellow like normie tier conservative that we were just like, oh, this is brutal. But uh, <laughs> other than that, honestly, man, not really. Like I was it was alone for like a long time. And like mainly what I would do is that I would just hide those to like either people I would talk to back home or like even just like my girlfriend at the time or stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so no, I didn't, did not have much support, which did not, uh, but at the same time, like I was still able to like, I don't know, I feel like there's ways, I don't say ways you can catch your language, but like, there's still ways you can talk freely without like always having to like tip your hand. Sure. And so I got real, I got real good at that as far as like being able to talk as much as you can without being like, oh, hello, I am entirely different from yeah. you but uh so like so you get to do a little bit of that but to, oh let me say that's the point i remember before was that the one thing and i've thought about this a lot since i've left that, that i always want to hopefully someday can emulate is that like there is definitely no more fucking noblesse oblige uh, like uh to like no seriously that's like that's no it's it's now it's plunder and pillage stage man even even all those people know that too where it's just like get as rich as you can well you can yeah and uh i, I don't think there's any illusions about that all the people, something like 10% of every class of the school anyone goes into consulting at the big three and then, or just like similar management consulting types. And then the other 10% went into like, uh, like investment banking. So like a bulge bracket or like, you know, some middle market shop. So like you got a fifth of the class right away. That's just going like, yeah, give me the money,
0: yeah. give me the money right, right away. Yeah, when, when you can have an honest conversation about hierarchy, then you can, you can, conceive of yourself as an aristocracy that owes something to the whole that you are in this together. And we just totally yeah. aren't because, because, because it's, it's, it's a quote unquote meritocracy. We're, we're supposed to believe that we're <laughs> supposed to believe that at least the white people, like the poor white people are there because they're stupid and make bad decisions. Lazy. Lazy. Yeah. yeah. Like... And, um, and so, like, how can you like, how can you owe anything to them? How can you have a responsibility toward them? How can you even be yeah. like countrymen, the like the same people? You can't.
1: Funny, funny you say that about like that, and not even all of them were white. But like, I found myself being more friends with the people that were like workers at the like at the school. And not like not that they were like my friends, but like I was I would bullshit more with them. Yeah, and knew most of them like in in where I was at. Uh, like first name basis than I did with like, I would say with, I would say I bullshitted a lot with them, had some of the most honest conversations with them. And so that was like where I worked at the time was with the guy that was like, I think it was like, a, I, I never pinned this down, but like, I, cause I feel like he, he told me he spoke like a bunch of languages, but he was either like black from like South America, black like that Northern corner or like from like Western part of Africa. I can't remember to be honest with you. Cause he had like Spanish name too. So like, go yeah. figure but uh like uh anyways me and him would bullshit like a lot of just like all the insanity that was going on at the time so definitely had some of that but nah man like that that was something that always i struck me was that being able to talk to those people and it was like you it was almost like you were teleporting and that i would like teleport back to the real world and, like have a talk with these people and then poof i'm back in like highfalutin intellectual world with like sitting down talking about whatever and like to their credit everyone there is super smart the way that I always put it is that, like, every one of these schools is a normal person with something extraordinary about them. Yeah. Like, you talk to one kid that, like, I'm smashing beers with and we're shotgun, and then, you know, the next day I find out he's, like, top 10 in the world for, like, his age group for mathematics or something yeah. like that. And so it's just, like, everyone is normal to a degree, believe it or not, but, like, and this kind of goes back, too, to, like, when we were talking about, like, uh, you know, thinking that everyone above you in these positions is always has to be competent. I think the way that I put it is that, and why most people think that they deserve these things, that they they do to a degree, or that, like, people that, you know, aren't always from these strata, whatever, all that bullshit. What I'm saying is that, like, it's probably a small portion of the time that you actually have to be that smart to stay in that job. Right. But when those times come, you fucking need to be that smart to stay in that job. Right. But most of the time, it's shit that like an average person could do. Like, like you said, you're doing you're doing spreadsheets that like you get the columns and you check them and they check themselves. Right. And like, so it's not a huge deal. But then there's those few moments where the model has to be right or this has to be right or you really have to like use your fucking brain and like not everybody can do that. And like, I don't know. I don't know where well, to so, with this, but that's... So... Uh,
0: it's so critical to the functioning of the system because our our ability, basically, the way that we produce things is we produce them with machines and with data and with there's just a, a massive cognitive load on all the ways that are the most productive in this society. And so and so IQ so uh, Moldbug had a really interesting point that that really cracked things open for me. He was talking about ancient Greece and how in ancient Greece, they essentially viewed physical strength and prowess the way that we currently view intellect. Like that was what made you like, like the idea for us, the idea of like connecting muscles and height with like being a good person doesn't make any sense. It's like, what's the correlation there? But for them, like, that was the guy who accomplished the most, who could who could save you in a battle, who could carry you off on his shield, who could be the hero yeah. Yeah. and you know uh, he would if if your ox got lost, he could bring your ox home when nobody else could. And so it's that sense of like these are the people that the society can't function without and and we we impart moral significance to that.
1: I, so I think there's a couple ways to look at that, That actually this makes me think of, is it like two ways. And the first one that came to mind was that like, and I, I don't know who said this is definitely not my original thoughts, but like, we've definitely moved on from like the warrior archetype being the ideal to like more of the, the, the magician or the shaman yeah. to where like now it's that you think about like uh, this, the when this hit me was like, I, it was, I was watching Rick and Morty <laughs> and it was like in a weird window No, see, I mean, it's, I, 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 I hate it and I love it. It's, you know, it's entertaining. You're, the, but, you're um, in
0: a safe place. It's all right.
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, 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 there's still things i hate about it because it, it's still paused but like it's also like still kind of cool. oh it was a hilarious oh, so and, i will um, say the
0: for, at least the first three seasons I, I gave up after the first three seasons but I, the, they were legitimately really funny
1: funny yeah like really yeah. funny but if you look at rick rick is the quintessential like shaman magician type yeah where like he solves he's he's stick thin he's not strong but he solves every problem with intellect yeah like even the most dire situation is because of his intellect. And that is the ultimate thing. And this has been going on for a while. I mean, like you can almost see the transition where like, look at back to the future where like, you still had a bit of that, like good looking and like Marty McFly, but then doc again, this is basically like, is basically like <laughs> Rick. It's basically Rick, but uh, like doc is the, is again the magician who solves every problem, like with his intellect. And so I think that's number one, but number two, it's, I think it also could be connected to the fact that like back in Greek times, they were most dependent on the people that were the strongest, and nowadays we're most dependent. Well, I guess you can make arguments, but like the upper echelon and the wheels of the system are most dependent on like the the brain people, sure. and so because of that, that is what is most venerated now. Whether that was done intentionally or that happened naturally, I don't know. Haven't really thought about it that much, but that's definitely where we're at. In that, like the magician, shaman, how smart are you? Is the ideal now?
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's there's it's it's really hard to argue with results. And th- that can even become absurd. Like I, w- I was thinking about crypto and NFTs and oh, yeah. I have encountered guys who are bazillionaires because of crypto, who frankly, you, you talk to him a little while and you realize, you know, he probably just got, they're, they're probably dumb. just got lucky. Like maybe not, maybe not yeah. dumb, but like super weird or like probably just, you know, you just made the right call one time and it worked out for him and that's good. But at the same time, like I would find myself like soliciting advice from those people just because yeah. there's something magical about the fact that he had, he's a bazillionaire. So he must have something figured out. Like it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to consciously reject this intuition that like, ah, he knows something. I need to be around yeah. this
1: guy no see i i can speak i'm not not that i'm a gazillionaire even i really i need substantial wealth but uh i i think the majority of the time that i mined ethereum and when i was like buying it personally it was probably between the prices of like 80 80 and 300 dollars right so yeah. like very early like very early and um i mean obviously not like three dollars early but like early relative to now so that we're 4 500 today yeah um like same thing i'm no different and people used to give me shit about like hey how's your internet money doing like you know three three years ago and like now they're like oh what what crypto?" You think? I'm just like, <laughs> there's no there's not really like a good answer just wait till the next cycle like it's gonna top like i don't just because most people like you you know i can't you can't give someone a one-off like quick answer of anything that's that's worth giving them you can't just be like all right like you you'd have to sit down and be like all right
0: yeah here's what you buy yeah well
1: because you don't realize you sit there doing research for like fucking three years probably spent hundreds or thousands of hours looking at this you don't realize how much you've like taken in and you start getting into where like i know you've had this phenomenon maybe you try to show family or friends like a meme and then you realize that it's like a seventh level meme and you have to explain like four <laughs> more memes into it and like it's, so it's it's the same thing with crypto where you're like something small happens or something you're like oh dude, this is this is game changing and they're like wait a second i can't explain this to anyone without explaining like six other things yeah and uh so it's really difficult because like yeah i'm no different i'm the same person but now people look to me and they're like oh do you... i'm like dude i don't know do what you yeah. want to do like i can help you if you want to do it but i'm not going to make that decision for you because that's mostly what people are usually just looking for is like they want you to just make the call for them and right. be like hey
0: yeah right touch touch my uh touch my project and turn it to gold. Like, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: basically. Uh, so, so to get back to this sort of social situation that you were in, tell me a little bit about like dating in that world. Could you have a conversation oh, oh, oh. with these women? Like, it seems like some oh, of them had to absolutely. have been interesting, at least outside of the ideology part. Were there, were there areas where you could
1: connect? Oh dude, absolutely. hundred um, percent. I would say that like in the same way, that we talked about the confidence correlation competence correlation with like the ideological comp- uh, correlation um definitely same thing here with like attractiveness to where like the ones that i mean it's pretty common like at what at the, what what do you want me to say like at this point it's just it's just how it is the ones that were more attractive however there was something though um and without getting too doxy uh like there was something though that we talked about of like the girls at school if they were like a six or a seven they thought they're an eight or nine and the few, like, handful of, like, actual 8s or 9s, I don't know if there's any true, like, 10s there, but, like, the handful that there are are already taken by, like, Chad, Chad, Uber Chad, uh, like, who, you know, has, whose parents are with whatever, and he's going to come, like, he's already got his associate's job at Goldman or whatever it is, right? Like, they're already yeah, taken. How, they're
0: are st- gonna, how are you going to, how are you going to, because she, she needs you to be higher status than her. Exactly. And how are you going to exactly. be higher status than her? That's a, that's she's, a tough sell. Yeah.
1: she comes in already at the, the Mercedes level and she used to be the Rolls Royce of the Aston Martin, like you're tough shit, man. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, so no, so that's definitely a thing. But what we did was, um, like there was, there was a good amount of schools nearby. And so we would just kind of farm out. Like that was, that was the most common practice. And that wasn't, no, nah, I mean, like you laugh, like it's, you know, just call whatever school, like, Oh, Hey, I bring out, like that. Now nah, you just need farm out.
0: Yeah, okay. So that was okay.
1: – but like I said, could you talk with them? Yes. I would even go so far as to say is that like I met ah, – let me say Again, it depends. I met more average-looking normal girls there than I did like average normal dudes there. Let's say that much. Like there's – it's like you kind of get the thing where like a lot of the dudes are like – I don't know. I don't say a little weird, but, like, yeah, they're really, yeah. like, an athlete. Or, like, well, not, like, not in, like, the negative, like, oh, they're all weirdos. That was a cool guy. Like, no, like, they're all weirdos that when you guys, guys get smart and they get obsessive, you get a little autistic and you get a little weird. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just what happens, dude. Like, so, so you have to imagine there's, like, a huge swath of guys like that. And they're, like, the world's foremost knowledge on this tiny little, like, subject or whatever. And, you yeah. uh, get a little fucking weird. But, so, uh... uh...
0: Charles, Charles Murray actually has a hypothesis about that, which is, uh, so if you read the book Human Diversity, it's a really interesting, oh, interesting. read, okay. but one of the things that he talks about is that men tend to have a wider distribution of outcomes. Two men tend to be di- more different from each other cognitively and behaviorally and everything else. Than I've always heard it put as that like, you're going
1: to get more genius men and more like retard men than you are like either of women at all like that. That's, so yes.
0: Yeah. So yes, but that's true across the board for like behavioral, like it's, it's not just cognitive, it's everything. Yep. And, um, not only that, but internal to an individual man, he will have greater diversity of competence than women. So like a woman who is super smart will tend to also be just competent at everything and attractive and thin and, you know, across the board. And a man who is super competent can be like a total mess in every other aspect of his life, which I think that's intuitively
1: something that we all kind of.
0: yeah. It's the the mad genius.
1: Like you think about the the scientists in his lab and the papers and everything everywhere. And he's got that board scribbled all over, but he's like super fucking smart, but his life is also a mess. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Murray's thesis is that it's because women have the two X's. And so, like that, washes out some variants, but it also covers some redundancies. Yeah. And then, because you've got the X and the Y, it's like, well, if you didn't get the gene for like knowing how to tie your shoes, like, sorry, dude, like that's you just don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, but that's neither here nor there. Like, but that totally makes sense that you would that you would see that, um, particularly in the extremes. Yeah. With the smartest people. Yeah. So, and my, my, my last question that I wanted to ask is, given, you know, everything that we've talked about, given how this ideology is baked into their social circles and the way that they're raised and almost everything else about them, and given how sort of hostile that ideology is to upwards of half of, of the population of the country... Do you think that there's any hope of like reconciling as a country or are people just pretty much ready to go to war? Like, do you think they'd come around oh, if the political man. winds blew a different way?
1: I mean, to be honest with you, I think it depends on how that happens, because like if it's something where, whether it's swift or gradual, that all of a sudden CNN is like, hey, like, let's not have immigrants, uh, like, <laughs> like something like that. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, like, that's a, that's a very small, that's a very small like example, but just project that onto every every other single issue if that started happening and happened in like a gradual measure do i think these people would come along absolutely because these people like i said the the racehorse metaphor that's a really good one because racehorses will i mean i don't know that much about horses but I'm pretty sure racehorses will like go where you have them go for the most part sure. they're just the best at getting there in like in that fashion and i think that's the same with this and that you mentioned that a lot of these people is just what they do, right? Especially the women. Like they don't they don't really think about why they're doing it, they're just doing it. But believe it or not, I think that's a, a big portion of these people. They're the, the people that are actually like, I don't say non-NPCs, because these people are very smart, but they're Maybe. still NPCs to a degree. But like the amount of people that stop to think of like, I'm doing this because X, because Y, and they all have a story. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, I'm doing it. like, but <laughs> Right. Do you feel like there was any real like decision behind that? Like, no, for a lot of them, you don't. You're just like, oh, cool. Like, it makes sense. And it's great. It's the same way when you're a kid, you say, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever the hell. Right? Yeah. It's a socially acceptable thing to say. So same thing with these people. If this happened gradually, do I think a lot of people would come along? Absolutely do. I think a huge swath of them. I think, oh, I think you're seeing, I, want, I, I hate to, I hate to put it this well. Yes and no. I think a lot of it would also depend on racial lines. I think whether, even though a lot of the nation is going this way, I think a lot of the upper echelon is still incredibly white. And so like, I think in the same way that uh, Wisconsin or Iowa or, you know, Michigan can vote red one year and blue the other year. I think those people, because, because they're predominantly white, they they think more of the issues. I think they would come along strictly because as soon as it's acceptable for them to say like, Oh yeah, I don't really appreciate that. Like, the neighborhood that I grew Well, I guess it wouldn't happen to these people because their neighborhoods are like 98% white anyways. But like, as soon as they're like, yeah, I can't take the subway at night back from Goldman to my, <laughs> to my $4,000 a month, like one bedroom apartment in Manhattan or whatever. Yeah. Like as soon as they're allowed to talk about that and why they can't do that, I think things would get really different because you'll still have to remember that, especially the men, I still believe that's the men that are driving a lot of this um, is that like, they're still kind of autistic and like dudes, you can't this is something that's always blown my mind, and then is that it's so oh it's so frustrating to me that you can get these people that are so incredibly competent, they have to notice like sharp changes and sharp contrasts and, and such little details in such large systems, they have to be brutally honest about it. They have to be like, oh, this isn't because X, Y, Z, and then they can switch over to like FBI crime statistics and be like, oh no, it's socioeconomic factors, and I'm like, dude, no, no. <laughs> like And someday I think there's going to come a point where they're going to be like, oh, wait, maybe that's not, maybe that's not what's going on. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, they're clearly, they're clearly, it's a question of, I think, like you're saying with the racehorse metaphor, I think it's a question of where they're shining their incredibly bright spotlight and uh, they have very, very strong personal and social and financial incentives to keep that spotlight as far away from those things as possible. And like, you know, I mean, I voted for Evan McMullen in 2016. Like, I, you know. Oh, you got psyoped to the CIA guy? I psyoped <laughs> real hard. Um, oh, bro. But, but yeah, yeah, it was rough. Um, and so, and, and, and when I describe how that happened and, and how I came around, so to speak, on some things, it wasn't like, I changed my mind about anything that I had like really thought deeply about. It was more like I heard a particular story in school and it seemed right enough and it didn't, you know, it didn't sound off any alarm bells, but then when someone said, okay, but have you really thought about that? Like, how do you know that? And then, and then I started to look into it and then I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe that's not the case. I mean, so like,
1: you know, Wait, what do you mean? Elaborate, elaborate well, illness. well, what I had you, a conversation.
0: I had a conversation with my stepdad once about, um, well, the subject of race, and and it was like, you know, why, why is it always like this everywhere in the world? And 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 his answer to me was, what good can possibly come from having the answer to this question? Like, why, why would you, why would you want to raise this conversation? And like, because it would just sort of like, if you're right and, and, and like, if this is just the way people are, then, then uh, like, it would just sort of hurt them and you wouldn't be able to fix anything. So like, what's the point? And that actually, like when I was 15 or 16, I was like, okay, fair enough. And, and, you know, when, when things would happen that would sort of ping those alarm bells again. I would just say, well, that's the way it is. I don't have any opinions about this. And, you know, and, and uh, essentially what changed for me was this really strong counter narrative came into power, which was like the only explanation for all of these things is is that you and your daddy and your granddaddy are monsters,
1: racist yeah and,
0: and, yeah. And you have to be destroyed and like yeah that's the other one man and like there's no there's no um there's nothing you can say to that there's no there's no there's no way to, for you to integrate into that worldview um, that's a conversation
1: stopper like you you literally say and like I, I literally have tried to get this out of my vocabulary because I hate it when I see it, but uh is like, what if it was switched around? Like, yeah. oh, oh, kill me, kill me with that when I hear yeah. that. But like, but no, seriously, this is this is a time where this is appropriate where it's like, okay, you switch that around, like that is a conversation stopper and you're probably going to jail for a hate crime. Yeah. Like it's it is it's so dramatic, but then it's so accepted today where it's like, yeah, you need to be killed off. Well like, and what?
0: and and all I can All you can do in the face of that, the only way that you can challenge that narrative is to say, all right, let's look at the facts and let's talk about why that narrative doesn't make a ton of sense, which means you gotta bring up all kinds of uncomfortable conversations and that sucks. Like I still still think my stepdad was basically right, that like these conversations are gonna hurt a lot of people and that sucks, I don't wanna hurt anybody. But like, what's the alternative? Like we have to be honest. Well, so
1: here, here's, I, I got two things on this. One from 1965 until probably 10, maybe 15 years ago, you didn't have to answer that question. Your, your stepdad right. was right. And that they, they had the luxury of not having to worry about that because we could absorb that. We could absorb, you could absorb 500,000 Africans and 500,000 like uh, people from South America. Like it didn't matter. And like, now that we're getting to the point where like in order for people to maintain their lives in a way that they've wanted, and this is what I've said said for a long time is that like, nothing's really going to change socially, politically, whatever, until people get uncomfortable enough that they like that the cost of, I don't know, speaking out against this is, is lower, or at least the same as it is to just bearing it in their daily life. And so I think that's one thing that's going on. And then the other one that, that I, I was literally just talking with a buddy and this is the way to sum up what like what it because you you forget sometimes when we talk about things like this that you because of the way you were brought up it's still the program is still in there in that like you still feel kind of bad sometimes you feel like like it's like bad things but in this, at the end of the day it's just truth it's just the truth and like you how can you feel that bad about like the truth the things we talk about are unpleasant but not untrue yeah and that is that is the best way of putting it because it's tough to hear especially if you've never heard it before but you're lawyer like you but at least you kind of get it It's very difficult to hear because you go, wow, like that means everything I've learned growing up and also that the fate of like a whole bunch of people, millions of people is basically set in, not set in stone, but it's pretty well set for at least now. Well, this is the one. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think part of the
0: solution to that, like I, I have, I have interacted with people who are always going to struggle to understand like their retirement plan elections and choosing a health care plan and uh examining a loan document examining a mortgage talking to a realtor taking out a credit card these all of these sort of high cognitive load tasks that they will always struggle to execute and yeah. and my attitude toward those people is not like well you're just too stupid to function and so you're just going to be unhappy and you're just going to get took for a ride for the rest of your life like my mentality toward those people is like we have to bring back some paternalism we have to bring back this notion because unless unless the alternative is we can either build a system of laws that accommodates the the low IQ and and
1: just is a straitjacket for everybody else or we can build so it's harrison harrison bergeron like that's the uh yeah right. i've never read that one it's like the dude that was like smarter stronger faster than everybody and they like made him wear like i don't know i thought it was like headphones that were just like screeching noise all the time yeah, to make or just easier. like stuff that like yeah to like to bring to bring the top down i can't remember what philosopher of some new like newer political philosopher. He was like the only system you should have that like adjusts who is where as far as in the class system The only thing that is right on any sense of the way is that if you're bringing the lowest up, not bringing the top down.
0: Well, but I mean, I'm not even talking about like making smart people stupid. I'm talking about like banning financial instruments that smart people could understand that low IQ people are not going to ever be able to understand for their own protection. Oh,
1: dude, absolutely. Which which the
0: other alternative is you can build which is kind of what we have today you can build a legal system that's built around the smartest people so that they can have maximum freedom to wheel and deal and and the low IQ people just get worked just worked all the time yeah. constantly and the only the only alternative to those two is to say people are different and they need different rules and they need and like and and, and I don't know how you do that like that's a really challenging
1: um this shit makes me laugh because sometimes i something i something i think about sometimes to make me like like i said we kind of feel kind of bad about like what we talk about is that i think back to like my grandfather's grandfather would have thought basically no different probably like more hardcore than like what we think today and like the conversation you and i are having our grandparents our great-grandparents they would just be like, yeah, no shit, bro. Like, no shit. This is obvious. Like, and that's that's what keeps me going sometimes is that the amount of time that things have been this way and so fucked up is so new and it's so short in the grand scheme of things yeah. that like yeah. this is definitely an aberration. And one thing that that also keeps me going is that like those I, I hate to use this word because it gotten so fucked up that these days, but conservative beliefs, right? Those will always be there when you need them. Like yeah. when things, when times get tough and you like I'm, I'm not that I think it is going to happen like immediately, but the power grid goes down and you, you have to send the man out to hunt or to chop wood or whatever. Like you're going to go back to like gender rules pretty fucking quick. But, um, right beyond that, like it's, uh, you know, the, the stuff is all, all what's, what's the word for this. It's all a luxury right now to be able to like yeah. do all this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, no, I think the the big thing on what you were talking about is like the hierarchy no one's comfortable with hierarchy anymore because I think right. part of it, to be honest with you, is that the hierarchy we've experienced now is so tainted and it's not a meritocracy because back in the day, like if I if I know someone who's more competent than me, they're smarter than me, they're more experienced than me, they're more successful than me, I have no problem. Like they could be like, all right, I need you to like go outside, stand on one foot and then like, you know, flap your arms like a bird and I'll be like, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. And like, it was, I would, I would go do that. But if there's someone above me who's like, they're just there arbitrarily or I can like, you, you kind of have that sense that they're not more competent than you. Like they can tell me to do something. I probably know myself that I need to do. But even then that I'm going to be hesitant to do it because I'm like, I don't trust that you're more competent than me or should be doing this. So I think that's you, we kind of have to like, I don't know. I don't know how you saw that because what comes first? Do you like try to make your own hierarchy system that go within that? Or do you try to like get back to what that should be within this? Like basically like reform or like reconstruct.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) On the basis of, of uh, what I'm doing here, I, I think I lean more toward exit and, and getting out and, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, abandoning ship. Um, but I think you, you have to get back to a hierarchy of genuine competence that people respect and recognize. And a lot of that, I think you're right, has to do with something has to go seriously wrong in a way that can't be papered over in a way that can't be, you know, uh, ignored. And the people who competently handle that will become legitimate authorities. Yeah. And, and everyone will recognize that and there won't be any doubt. And there won't, it's not going to be this, like, you know, you're just there because your daddy, you know what I mean? Like that won't have anything to do with it. Well, this has been a great conversation, Max. Thanks for coming along to share your thoughts. Anyone who's interested in learning more about what we do here at Exit, you can check us out at exitgroup.us. You can also check out the podcast at exitgroup.podbean.com. Follow us on Twitter, exit underscore org. Thanks a lot, Max. Great talking to
1: you. Take care.